Welcome to the Growing Our Future podcast. In this show, the Texas FFA Foundation will take on a journey of exploration into agricultural science education, leadership development, and insights from subject matter experts and sponsors who provide the fuel to make dreams come true. Here's your host, Aaron Alejandro. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Growing Our Future podcast. The Texas FA Foundation, we're proud to bring this, this segment where we like to just have people come on and share their expertise and provide seeds of potential greatness that uh, if you can put them to work in your life, that they'll create another opportunity to excel. So we're honored today to have Molly Dutton Christensen. Is it okay to include that middle name, Molly? Of course. Um, I have had the pleasure of knowing this lady since she was in high school, and it's been an honor to watch her career, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself. Uh, Molly, tell us a little bit about uh, your, you know, kind of your title and what you do and maybe how you got to where you're at. Okay, Perfect. Um, so my name is Molly Christensen. Obviously, I'm the communications and outreach coordinator at the Texas State Soil and Water Conservation Board. Um, I've been there for about six years. Um, you know, FFA played such a big part part in me even getting to this point in my career. It's just crazy how all the pieces come together. Um, you know, long term. So, um, Aaron obviously played a big part in um, helping connect that those dots um, to help me get where I am today. Our networks are so diverse as individuals, um, but there's always somebody that you don't know that somebody else knows. Um, and Aaron was that conduit between um, myself and Rex Isom um, to kind of connect the dots here. And he's an FFA guy himself, um, and that led me to my career at the state board. Molly, all of these episodes, I like to start out with uh, kind of the same question. And it's, um, you know, I talk to sponsors all the time and I tell sponsors at the end of every dollar, at the end of every penny, there's an opportunity for a kid or an opportunity for a teacher. So I don't take lightly the fact that people provide the fuel to make dreams come true. And I think always remembering that always helps us start with an attitude of gratitude. So, Molly, what is something that you're grateful for? Um, today, I think that I'd be uh, most grateful for my friends and family's health and wellness. Um, and just in this trying time that we are in as a world that we just live in a place where we're safe. Um, so grateful for that um, right now. That's good. And I couldn't agree with you more. Um, there's a lot of people that you know, I think a lot of times we get consumed with the negative things that we see in the news and on social media and the chatter that goes on in coffee shops that sometimes we don't take a moment just to reflect on all that we do have to be grateful for. And I think that gratefulness provides an energy uh, and an optimism and a hope for the future. So thank you for sharing kind of what you're grateful for. So let's talk about ag science education, FFA. And, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be students that listen to this, uh, teachers that listen to this. Molly, kind of walk us through. When you were a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior in high school, and you were beginning to be introduced to leadership concepts, agricultural concepts, 
Um, how did those things at that age begin to take light as you moved into your professional career? Kind of walk us through some of those. Well, I think the, the most beautiful thing that FFA has to offer is that it offers such a diverse group of topics that kids and uh, can become accustomed with. And that was one of the things, you know, looking back is going to college, right. And sitting in those classes for the first time at 18, 19 years old. And again, connecting those dots, FFA gave me a basis of such a wide variety of knowledge that helped me go into classes, um, agriculturally um, speaking, that, you know, I just, I had such a strong base um, to build off of. And that's the, the great thing about FFA is it builds such a wide stage um, and path and whatever path you choose to go down, I, I guarantee you there's a solid start, you know, in multiple um, and areas there. But I think that was the, the biggest thing in terms of like classroom knowledge was, you know, just preparing me in the smallest ways. It's wild. <laughs> um, but that's one thing for sure that way. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I know that you participated in when you were in the high school experience was the Ford Leadership Scholars Program. Uh, you know, that's one of our very unique capstone leadership development programs that we have within the Texas FFA. For those that are not familiar, uh, students from across the state juniors can submit an application and compete for an opportunity to become one of 10 Ford Leadership Scholars. Those 10 scholars then execute a community service project in their communities. Molly was one of our first ones that participated in that program. Um, Molly, what were some of the things that you learned through that experience that you found valuable as you went about your careers and growth through college and, and now into your professional career? So I was just talking to my husband about this last night. It's been 12 years, which is just wild. We're not that old. I can't believe it. Um, but it was even from the application process all the way to the interview process, I obviously I made it through every one of those steps. There was something that you could take away from each component of the process, which I think is such um, a unique thing about what Texas FFA does, like same for officers, right? Like each process, you're able to learn something about yourself and maybe develop a new skill that you wouldn't have if you hadn't participated. Man, that program... I think was it for me. It was really the thing that got the ball rolling. You know, I restored a park at home. I can remember going and talking to our city manager, you know, right out the gate as a, at 17 at that point, which is just crazy. And him not really wanting to have anything to do with me. He thought I was there just, you know, to get money. Um, and he didn't take me seriously. And I think that I just blew him off. <laughs> I did. I don't, Aaron knows me. I just was like, okay, we're going to dust. I'm going to do this myself. And so next time I saw him, you know, I had um, really gotten a basis of what I wanted to do with my project, put plans into place. Um, and I was meeting with the city council the next time he saw me. And I can remember at the end of that meeting, him slipping me a note. He didn't say anything. He had a note and he just handed it to me. And it said, whatever you need, let me know. And he'd signed his name. And from there, um, that project just took off and it prepared me to put a budget together, put a project proposal together to take the city council. Again, it was 17, like just 
the, the life skills that you use and develop in a program, not just support scholars, that's in, can be in any program, but that one in particular, gosh, like to have that skill going into college, to give your first presentation, going into, you know, your fortune 500 first day of your job within the first week, you have to pitch some kind of presentation, like those skills and relationships that you develop at that point is just they're priceless. There's no other way to put it. Um, and I was so fortunate to be able to take part in that, but, and then, you know, the training process for Ford scholars was them, I don't want to say dragging, but essentially dragging us all over the state of Texas to meet, um, sponsors and dignitaries and individuals that have poured themselves into that program long before, um, we had even gotten to take part in it. And, you know, every single thing that has happened, probably since I've turned 15, honestly, at this point has been, there has been something that has come from FFA and, you know, that training and taking us all around and meeting Wayne Goldberg with LaQuinta and uh, Mitchell Dale with Ford Motor Companies, all those networks and connections, they don't go away and they just continue to grow. And again, with the, the stage that it sets for you, to go on to college and into a career and into, you know, your personal life of, um, you know, just living life as an adult. It's just so nice to have and such a blessing really at the end of the day. One thing I can, I can say Molly, and, and I know that Mitchell Dale, and I know that uh, I appreciate you mentioned Mitchell because you can, you can sit down and talk to Mitchell and you gain incredible insights about life and leadership. Wayne Goldberg, the same way. And I appreciate you mentioning both of those because both of those have become mentors to me as well. So they weren't just mentors for you through the Ford Scholars, you know. But one of the things that I appreciate about what you shared and one thing that I do want to make sure we convey, number one, not everybody will tune into this podcast. Right. Not going to happen. Even though you and I wished every kid would listen and say, wow, what Molly said was gold because it is. We really wish they would. Um, you know, I, I tell the students all the time, when you think of the fact that in Texas right now, there's over 3,000 high schools and they're going to be graduating seniors and they're all going to be out looking for a job, a scholarship or opportunity. I'm always saying, what separates you from the competition? I mean, what, what gives you an edge over another qualified individual? And listening to you talk was just, it was beautiful because number one, Everybody's got an opportunity. So the good thing is, is if they're listening to the podcast, they're probably interested in improving their odds. They're they're, they're looking for a competitive edge. Number two, you've got to take it and you got to use it. And I think that's why you're such a great example of what the FFA can do. And, And you got to give yourself some credit for that, Molly. Not every student asks their ag teacher, what can I do? Not every student says, sign me up for that. I want to try that ambassador thing. I want to try the Ford Scholars thing. I want to try uh, to participate in this. So the fact that you put yourselves in those positions gave you a competitive edge at a very young age that you then, success begets success. So you began to capitalize on that. And and as you moved through your career, those same skill sets kind of helped you navigate the next opportunity. 
Right. And a lot of it, I know it, it sounds so corny, but it was fate, honestly. Um, I sat in the back of that Ag 101 class, just like any other kid across the state of Texas, honestly. And granted, I had one of the best ag teachers in the state of Texas. That's beside the point. But there was something inside me that said, just do it. Mm-hmm. And I made that choice. And I and I know that, you know, we all come from such diverse backgrounds with different abilities and financial situations and things like that. And mine were not in the top category in any of those. I had a great, you know, home life, very strong Christian parents that worked very hard for me. Um, but I made the choice. Um, some of the choices were against my will, ask Wendy Meadows, but it turned out, well, uh, she kind of forced me to do some things maybe that I didn't want to do, but ultimately I engaged and put forth the effort, but it all comes down to that one choice that just kicks over the dominoes and you look back 12 years later and it doesn't even seem real. Um, how it all can come together so beautifully. Well, you you need to be proud of what you've accomplished and you need to be proud of the fact that you you did step out there. I mean, you know, if, if leadership were easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. But, you know, you're willing to step out there and say, sign me up and let me get on the bus. Yeah. And as a result, look at all the cool things that have happened in your life. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk leadership. So if you were right now sitting in front of a bunch of FFA members and you could say, here are three leadership skills I think you should assimilate and apply, what would you say? Um, so I have to say that I, I, co- I copy. I've, I've gained these you know, over the years of being um, exposed to such strong leaders. So I can't take credit for all of them, obviously. but you know, with my time with these people, one of them, I think is people, but in turn empathy, um, and really kind of putting yourself or trying, obviously you can't always do that. Trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and really just getting on their level and understanding where they're coming from. I think, um, that's one thing that will set you apart from the rest is being empathetic and, you know, it can come back to haunt you. It can make things really hard when decisions come, you know, it comes time for decisions to be made, but it also develops such a strong connection between you and people that is unmatched nine times out of 10 across the board. Um, another one is do the right thing. Um, and there's no other reason to do that other than it's the right thing to do. I think that's a, a Wayne Goldberg right there. Um, doesn't matter if it's the right thing to do. You just do it. Um, and then the communication part of it all too, that, that plays into the empathy. And I'm a straight shooter. I don't know that that's always uh, played to my advantage. Um, but if there's something that needs to be communicated, um, just kind of, again, knocking yourself down to their level or bringing them up to your level and just having a conversation and growing, um, you know, it really is helpful and makes all the difference. That's a pretty strong combination, Molly. I I mean, I, I thought about, you, I think you sent those over a little early, but I was like, man, like, I just, I think empathy at the end yeah. of the day, that's the core. <laughs> Well, you think about what you just shared. I meant that you put all three of those together and that's, that's stout. Yeah. You know, you're communicating with empathy. 
even though it's direct and even though it has a sense of accountability, it's empathetic, you know, and encouraging people to do the right thing. That's a Mitchell Dale, by the way. And I know Wayne says it too, you know, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, period. But that comes with a sense of empathy as well, uh, because it can be challenging sometimes to be bold enough to do the right thing. Leadership is not easy. If it were easy, everybody would do it. So you've got to be bold sometimes when you're a leader and sometimes you are going to be direct. I think you've been very effective at the way you've managed yourself and people and uh, what, what you accomplish. So I would say, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing good. So now that you've moved into a career, you, you were in the hospitality era uh, there for a while coming right out of college. And then you've now moved into this incredible role with Texas soil and water conservation uh, you've been exposed to natural resource issues, agricultural issues. Um, if anybody's listening right now, are there any careers? I mean, is there, you know, I heard only 2% of the population farms. Is there really any agricultural career opportunities out there? It's just wild um, how diverse this industry is. Um, just where I sit, our agency is very diverse. We cover anything from flood control. We had monarch butterfly habitat, you know, at one point in time now, feral hog control um, and water quality. I mean, just alone, just knowing those four facets of what's going on in agriculture. I mean, the opportunities are endless. Um, whether you want to go out and tackle being a producer yourself, which is a valiant task, you know, other than that, there's just, there's so much, it's such a, it's such a wide variety of things and, um, there's a place for you. Um, uh, but the thing is, is you have to show up, um, and most of the time get your foot in the door. That's all you got to do is to show up and act interested. So it's wild. You guys just do the right things, build that resume, make those connections. And when the time comes, I promise you there'll be something for you and it'll be great and it'll be exciting. And it may not work the first time, but you'll find where you're supposed to end up. So don't doubt yourself. That's good. I remember when we were working on the film, Deep in the Heart, the story about Dick Walrath and the executive producer of the movie said, Aaron, he goes, y'all keep talking about agriculture and careers in agriculture. I just don't see it. And I told him, I said, well, can you meet me at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo? And he met me at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. And we went to the, the NRG Center. And I remember we walked from one end of NRG all the way to the other. And I asked him when we got to the other end, I said, how many different species did you see? And he said, well, I'm not really sure. I said, well, let's talk about it. You saw beef and pork and lamb and goat and chickens. And, you know, we went through the whole gamut of all the different species that he saw. He said, yeah, I guess we did see some species. I said, how many different breeds did you see? He said, well, I have no idea. I said, you saw Angus and Red Angus and Herefords and Simiton and Simbras and Rambolets and Shorthorn, you know, uh, South Downs and, you know, the Hampshires, Berkshires. We went through the whole gamut. And he said, yeah, I guess we really did see. I said, and by the way, every one of those animals ate. Every one of them had some water. Every one of them had some component of that science that went into them. And I said, every one of them have their own breed associations and their own marketing departments and their own international footprint. And I'll never forget, he goes, man, Aaron, there's a lot of opportunity in agriculture. 
It's true. It's wild. You just got to open your eyes and see it. It's right there. In front and of I you. look at what you're doing with soil, soil and water. Con- and you couldn't ask for a better boss, by the way. Uh, Rex Isom is just class act, by the way. And I got to tell you that he has been a mentor to me as a board member of the Texas FFA Foundation. And I really value his words of encouragement and uh, also his mentorship in terms of making sure that we're operating at the highest possible level. And so you're very fortunate. I know you know that to, to have that experience and work with Rex as well. I do. I do. We're fortunate to have him. One of the people that I'm going to interview as we get closer to convention is Molly's husband. Uh, Molly's husband is Andy Christensen. And for folks that are familiar with the Texas FFA Foundation, you know that we have a program called the Foundation Ambassadors. And Andy uh, was one of our very first ambassadors, but he's also the one that kind of set the stage for junior ambassadors, senior ambassadors, and ambassador coordinators. So I'm a big believer that um, it's important to know your history. And so I want to interview Andy because some of the things that we do today are a result of what Andy put in place many, many years ago. And again, those connections, you talk about that, Molly, would have never happened if I wouldn't have gone to Houston and met Mitchell Dale and Mitchell had me go to a school and I met Andy and his parents and then Andy became an ambassador. And we're not going to sit here and talk about all that history, but it's but if I wouldn't have sent an email asking you where, what can I do? Where can I go? I I need something. That connection would have never been made between the two of us. So we're so grateful for you playing that role in our lives too. It's, it's wild. (laughs) And there's a lot of us out there that are very proud of both of you. Uh, You're both very accomplished in your careers. And I can tell you that we're just, thankful that the FFA played a role in that. So appreciate you joining me today. Hey, by the way, I like to end these uh, podcasts with a fun question. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I think so. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's two, probably three. Oh my goodness. Um, Casey Musgraves. Oh my gosh. Like one of the most insane. I've, I've gone twice now. Um, Kelly Clarkson and man, if I could get a reunion, these kids are never going to get it, but I would love a, a cross Canadian ragweed reunion. Um, man, but good stuff. Good wow. stuff. Chris takes the cake though. Who does? Casey Casey. Yeah. yeah. I saw her with George Strait in his comeback concert in Vegas. Yeah. And, uh, I was in Burleson, Texas, Hello. the night that Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. No way. And I heard like horns going off and honking and yelling. And I thought, man, what is going on down here? Something's wrong. Something's happening in the city. And they said, Kelly Clarkson just won American Idol. And I'm like, how cool was that? Yeah. Yeah. Those two girls, man, they can put on the show. And Cross Canadian Ragweed. I remember I went to a concert here in Wichita Falls. Yeah. And Cody Canada began the Ted Nugent rift of Stranglehold. Oh yeah, man. That's a and killer. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was eerie. I'm like, that's Ted Nugent up there. I mean, it was really good. But anyway, so I love that. Thank you for sharing your concerts. Of course, of course. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for the Growing Our Future podcast. It's always a pleasure to bring subject matter experts and 
people that have passion and heart for others, or I should say for Molly, empathy uh, to empower others. And uh, we're just so thankful. I always say, if you want to know what the future is, grow it. Well, to grow a future, you've got to plant seeds. You, you've got to nurture those seeds, and then you got to grow the future that you want. And having folks like Molly come on and share that path that she took to grow her future and the future that I know she's working on for her family and, and her future, uh, it's just inspiring. So, Molly, thanks again for joining us. And uh, we'll catch everybody next time on the next episode of Growing Our Future. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Growing Our Future podcast. This show is sponsored by the Texas FFA Foundation, whose mission is to strengthen agricultural science education so students can develop their potential for personal growth, career success, and leadership in a global marketplace. Learn more at mytexasffa.org.